Welcome to the Eclectic Readers Podcast, where it's time for a new chapter. I'm Tara. I'm Susan. I'm Jeanette. And I'm Meredith. How are you guys? Good. Um, Huge news in our family. My youngest turns four. Yay! Yay. Happy birthday, Anna! Yup, she finally gets to say she's four because for months she'd be like, it's my birthday tomorrow and I'm turning four. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> no, you're not. She's going to stop that when she's older. That's going to be a thing. <laughs> well, it's because, nah. you know, she's been to so many birthday parties in between and her sister had a birthday. So she was just like, where's my party? You know, why am I yeah. not? Because then like the next day she's, oh, she's like, yeah, I'm four today. I'll be five tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> cute like, okay yeah um and then my sister had her baby this past week Yay. so congratulations we have Congrats. more happy birthdays ha- yeah more happy birthdays we have we continue our brood of little girls because my sister had a little girl <laughs> very nice um so it's been pretty exciting this week that's awesome yeah you're just creating your own like little girl gang and that's Much. awesome yeah i mean <laughs> you know whatever girls can do whatever boys can <laughs> yeah truth so yep it's all good how are you jeanette i'm doing really 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 well uh as we're recording this just finished winter break and of course immediately came back to like a snow day and an early release so that was <laughs> fun jeanette um, loves nothing more than snow days people nothing more true than snow days. so i am su- feeling super refreshed um and I'm in that like new year, new perspective kind of mood. And then my sister-in-law just got engaged this week. She got engaged Aww, like, two days ago. Fun. Wow. So, Congratulations. You know, it's exciting. So congrats to her. Yeah. So yeah, lots of good some family exciting news. stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, to start the new year with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I had a really fun new year because Tara and her husband yeah. came to visit. And it was really fun. Uh, and then a little, what, a few days later into the new year, Jeanette and I had some amazing, a darker shade of magic inspired cocktails uh, at this bar in D.C. called Petworth Citizen. They have a little section called the Reading Room. And it's like literally a little library that they serve literary cocktails in. Which are so uh, delicious. Right? <laughs> they so They were so good. And we got a bunch of our local bookish friends together, uh, Michelle, Eliza, Naomi, and Aaron. So we had we had like this big table and we were we were pulling books off the shelves and we we I think we're going to start reading a zoo mystery series because <laughs> <laughs> like this is happening the, the first like book is called right exactly the first book is called <laughs> the ant eater of death by Betty Webb I've heard of that and I remember hearing about it and being like that is a title <laughs> right I didn't look any further into it but I remember I do well, remember when you- that title when you're on your second bookish cocktail and your eyes land on the otter of death, you don't stop to ask questions. You're like, <laughs> I need to look at that right I now. I 100% understand that. <laughs> Which is how that happened. Right. And, and so then we're co- like sitting there on Goodreads going through, we're like, how many books are in the series? And they're, and they're all the animal name of death. That's really funny. <laughs> and there's like a billion animals. So, I mean, the series can go on forever. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It's amazing. I have the series order memorized already. I'll, I'll keep you guys updated. <laughs> and those reading room cocktails are not for the faint of heart. So I can only imagine. 
They're yeah. really good. They are oh, unique yeah. and yeah. They're pretty strong. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. overpowering. No, but, but good. Yeah, but good. Solid. How are you, Tara? Oh, uh, so Meredith sort of answered for me. Uh, <laughs> I had a great time for my New Year's. Um, I've been traveling sort of nonstop since then. So I did, uh, I was in Nashville before that. Then I was in D.C. for New Year's. Uh, then I was in Miami for uh, my company sales kickoff. So I really honestly, in the last three weeks, the last two days I've been home have basically been it. So it's been a nice reset, refresh for me. And uh, like I said, I... I feel like we started New Year's off strong, Meredith, personally. Yes. So, yes. Uh, no. Feeling really, really good. Good. Awesome. Yay. Well, we have uh, some changes going on here. It is a new year, and Ooh. we've decided to switch things up a bit. Uh, some listeners out there have probably already noticed, but the length of this episode is much shorter than normal. And the reason that we're doing that is we're going to start releasing two regular episodes a month. Woo! Woo. Yeah. How exciting. <laughs> it is yes. exciting. Uh, so the first episode uh, will still release on the 15th, and it'll consist of our general bookish conversation, including what we're currently reading and some other discussion topic. And so then the second episode of the month will release on the 30th, and it'll consist of only that month's book club discussion. So it's the same content you're used to, but now you lovely listeners have the option to only listen to the book chat or a particular book discussion or both. Both is good, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So we hope you like the change to shorter episodes and getting to hear from us more often. Yay. It's exciting. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's fun to switch things up a little bit. Um, but speaking of that general bookish conversation, what are we all currently reading right now? So I'd like to piggyback off of what you said, Meredith, about being in the library room and just pulling books off the shelves. Yeah. So my six-year-old, um, we were at the library the other weekend, and I told her, you can go choose some books. And I normally let her choose whatever she wants because, it's you know, library. Then she comes back with this, like, 400-page book. And I was like, are you sure you want to read this? And she's like, no, it's for you. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. And I'm looking at the cover, and it's, like, a close-up of this girl with a little fly. And there's, like, a tentacle, and it says, take your last breath. Uh, or, you know, Ruby Redford, take your last breath. I'm like, what is this book? And I'm reading right. the summary, and it's like a, it's like a spy thriller adventure book about like a 12, 11-year-old girl. Huh. huh. Yeah. Hmm. Like this mystery, yeah, mystery spy. She's like, she's like a member of the secret society, and like the book starts with her doing diving training, you know? And I was like, well, I'm kind of intrigued. They don't have little girls do these very often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm actually pretty into it. I'm, I don't know, a quarter of the way in, and the writing is really good. Um, and it's, I'm actually liking it. So I, was, I told Emily, I was like, I keep my promises. So I was like, thank you. I'll, I'll read this. So <laughs> here I am. Well, good <laughs> job, Emily. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. You should let her pick out books more often, clearly. I know, right? Like, how eclectic <laughs> am I if I don't let my kid pick out my book, right? 
Yes. <laughs> that is the true nature of um, being eclectic. Allow your a six-year-old, five-year-old? Yep. Six. Your, your, your six-year-old to go around <laughs> and just choose all your novels for you. Yep. You know you're going to get a wide, yeah. wide array of things. She's like, I think you're going to oh, yeah. like this. I was like, okay. <laughs> hey, it's really out. cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. <laughs> How about you, Jeanette? Uh, so I've been reading The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin. And that's a good New Year's kind of read. It's about taking stock of what makes you happy and increasing the happiness in your life, even if you aren't necessarily unhappy, which I thought was really interesting. Um, Not that far into that one, but so far really good. And um, although I'm not reading her right now, I wanted to give a mention to MC Beaton since she passed at the end of December. I've mentioned her on the show before. She was a super prolific author of romance and mysteries. I won't call them cozy mysteries because she apparently did not like that term. Oh, (laughs) I won't say that. Um, But she's always been a favorite in my family. She was a favorite of my parents. And that's how I came into uh, reading her. So if you're looking for a good historical romance series that's quick and funny and sweet you can't go wrong with her school for manners series and that one starts with refining felicity so that's the one i'm gonna recommend today Um, but all the romances i've read by her have been great and i've still got her mysteries on my tbr so oh that's sad well it's nice that you still have more books to read of hers Mm -hmm. yeah and it sounds like longtime fans do her publisher said in the obituary which i'm putting in the show notes um her publisher said that she had completed some books that hadn't finished going through the publishing pipeline yet. Mm. So, like I said, she's super prolific. So, we oh. still have a few things to look forward to. It sounds like. Oh, that's, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. So, yeah, she'll be missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Tara? What you reading? So, I am reading the sequel to Children of um, Blood Blood and Bone. Bone. Yeah. Children of Blood and Blown, uh, The Children of Virtue and Vengeance. And it is amazing. (laughs) So good. Um, It picks up literally, literally, right as uh, book one ends. Mm, Okay. Uh, So, like, there's, like, no time jump or anything. You just go right back into the story. And it is fascinating. It's, It's quicker and shorter than book one, which makes total sense because book one had to um, establish a ton of mythology mm-hmm, for the reader. Mm-hmm. So this sort of, it, it's everything you love about book one, but like really, really fast to the plot. Um, uh, that's yeah. good to hear. It's great. Yeah. It's really, really great. <laughs> I will probably have to revisit the first book before I dive into this one since it starts right after that. Uh, which I highly recommend... The um, sense. Did you read or did you listen to the first I book? read it. Yeah, so go ahead. If you have the time, um, the, I think the ebook's really good. I'm reading the second book, even though I listened to the first book, uh, just because I have the time to, and I'm not traveling. Uh, but listening to the audiobook for CBB was phenomenal. So if you want, I've, yeah, yeah, if you want an easier do, way I, to get through it, exactly. And I like, I do like doing rereads via audio. Because you yeah. kind of already know, you got a general idea of what's happening, uh, and it's a cool new way to take in the information. And if yeah. you zone out for a second, it's not gonna, you're not going to suddenly come in and not know what's going on. It's true, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hopefully I remember enough to not be completely confused. But. 
So I'm glad if you're... to hear that second one's good, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's really good. I can't yeah. wait to finish it. I'm halfway through, and I started yesterday. So I'm on the li- an, library hold list, so I'm super excited example. for that one. Yeah, you're gonna, Jeanette. When when you've got it and you've read it, call me. We'll be we, texting. We can yes. talk. <laughs> yeah, we can talk. Um, so, Mira, so since you're not reading CVV, what are you reading? <laughs> so, I am still working my way through Dark Age by Pierce Brown. I, I started it in December, but then I had to put it down to get to our book. And Dark Age is like, it's like over 700 pages. It's a big book. Yeah. Um, So I am probably only about a quarter of the way through at this point. But it is the sixth book in Pierce Brown's Red Rising series. But it's the second book in the new trilogy that is set 10 years after the first. So right now it's been, I just went through this like epic battle scene. Like spanning a good portion of a planet that they are on and it's it's very intense there's some stuff going down oh, wow. <laughs> time to take a break <laughs> uh, yeah so i might need to find a lighter read to kind of have along with this one but yeah. i'm really enjoying it he's cool Good. he's a master storyteller for sure nice that's why i like having yeah. multiple books to read at one time because it's like if an intense thing happens in one mm-hmm. book it's like okay i need a break but i want to still keep reading so right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I need to find something lighter to read. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that we're all off to a good reading start for the year. And it's not only a new year, but it's a new decade. What? So Yeah. <laughs> so we thought we would take a look back over the last 10 years to see how some of our reading habits have changed. Okay. So who wants to go first? I don't have a ton to say about this. I mean, I I think I, 10 years ago I read more, but 10 years ago I had a much less serious job. Not that my job wasn't serious at the time, but, you know, just a... Time-consuming. Time, yes. I had more time on my hands. Um, I had a commute where some of the time I was uh, not driving, so I lived in D.C., so sometimes I'd take the metro in, and that gave me more time to read. So in mm-hmm. general, 10 years ago... I could read just more, more books. But I think that if I was to look at my tracking, um, and unfortunately I've not been as studious as the rest of you as putting everything I do into Goodreads over the last decade. Um, But I think if I was to look at it over time, I, I think the biggest change for me would be that either, and I don't know if this is, I should like, pat myself on the back or pat publishers on the back or just pat the internet on the back for this. But I think I read way more diverse authors across the board now than I did 10 years ago. And I don't think that that was a bias on my part, like an active bias on my part. Um, But I, I, I didn't make an active choice to you know, find diverse Mm -hmm. authors and read those books either. Um, And I think now um, I am more woke, as the children say. <laughs> I don't think they say that anymore. Um, no, I'm behind again. Darn it. Um, I, see, this is my problem. Um, but, like, you know, in general, I think that the discussions we have on the Internet, on Twitter, on Litzy, on Goodreads, I think that the voices the author's voices and um, publishing, I think that in general, everyone's sort of on a better page with that 
in general and that there's been just a really great wealth of interesting um, works that have been done in the last decade that um, Meredith and I, uh, Meredith, you and I have discussed this a bunch where they're like genre redefining or they don't, Mm -hmm. they don't fall into a genre done, you know, that not everything needs to fit into a specific box. And I think that this decade has really broken through on that. Yeah. Um, And I think I agree with you. I think social media has definitely helped Mm-hmm. With uh, book Twitter and Bookstagram and all these these things popping up, really, I mean, probably in the last decade, if if you stop to look at things, um, there's just more ways to find books now that maybe you wouldn't have heard of just from your own small group of friends, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's more than like your single echo chamber of just oh, I'm in a book club, and my book club only reads these sorts of things, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's just a lot more. If it's if you're looking for it, it's there for you to find, right? True. Yeah, you do have to look for it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. What about you? Uh let's go with Mare. We were talking. <laughs> Meredith, what Okay. Well. Yeah. So it looks like I must have joined Goodreads in late 2010 because that's where like I started tracking things. <laughs> um but it has been really nice to have that option to look back and see what I've read. Um, I also joined our Real Life Eclectic Readers Book Club in October 2010. Mm. And the first book I read with you ladies was The Book Thief. Mm. Great book. That was yeah, a great it was book. a great book. It was a great, <laughs> a great introduction yeah. into our book club. Uh, but it looks like, so then in 2011 is when I really started tracking everything. I only read 10 books in 2011. Mm. Yeah. Um, the first few years of the decade were not great for me, <laughs> and it made it really difficult to read. Um, but every year since, I've been reading more. So I read 10 books in 2011, and I read 70 books last year in 2019. Wow. So, oh, yeah, a little amazing. pat on the back, yeah. right? <laughs> um, but honestly, a big help has been my commute because starting in about 2015 I've been commuting via public transportation and hey automatic reading time it makes a huge difference um, and I would say that this is probably true for a lot of people out there but the emergence of easily accessible audiobooks has been a complete game changer <sighs> definitely this oh, for sure definitely right mm-hmm. for sure um, audiobooks have been my number one reading format for the past three years uh, mm-hmm. And I also gave graphic novels a try this past decade. That's right. And, yeah. <laughs> so the first graphic novel I read was The Sculptor by Scott McCloud, which we read for the podcast back in 2015, guys. 2015. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, so I've made like I've I've dabbled in other graphic novels, but the one series that I've actually made it through to be current with right now is Saga, and it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> I need to get up so to great. date on that. I'm a little behind too. So behind. I recommended that series to you, man. I need. I need to. <laughs> Thank get up you. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Yeah. So, Jeanette, what about you? What's the last ten years been like for you and your reading? Well, it's interesting because I also joined Goodreads in 2010. I think I joined about. I, well, I remember actually that I joined in mid-year. Because I weirdly remember when I found Goodreads and how exciting it was for me because I was one of those people that, you know, I always liked to read, but I would like 
jot down lists of like books like in random places mm-hmm. and then I'd never go back and like read the things off those lists so like Goodreads was a game changer for me in that I could actually read the things that I wanted to read like I wouldn't just walk <laughs> into a bookstore and be like there's a lot of stuff in here yeah and I'm just going to pick the first thing I see that somebody had told me that I would like mm-hmm. um, like, overwhelmed I, by the selection you know, <laughs> right it's just like oh I know I, there's a lot of th- stuff in here I want to read and I don't remember what any of it is um so I actually like remember finding Goodreads and I remember like where I was actually um which was when we were roommates, Tara. So <laughs> I True. I was in that room. Um, <laughs> but anyways, um, so starting to track my reading was a big thing over the past decade. So tracking my reading and tracking what I wanted to read really helped me increase, um, just increase the number of books that I was reading and things like you know, participating challenges. And um, we started uh, Book Bingo in 2014. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, then I started and we had just started the book club in 2009. So I think I not only increased my reading over the course of the past 10 years, but I increased all the different kinds of things that I was reading. Um, diversified by genre and of course by authors and becoming more aware of what I was reading. I realized like I'm just, I naturally diversify because uh, a lot of the conversations that they have in publishing as, as you were talking about Tara, like sometimes just finding stuff that's diverse can be hard. And a lot mm-hmm. of the conversations people have been having in publishing is like, well, it's so hard to find a diverse market and come people coming back. Like, no, it's not. If you actually like put the books out there, it's really <laughs> we're not hard here. at all. Yeah, right. If we you read the advertise, like spend some <laughs> right. money. It right. Be and so um, I found, I, like I found that when those arguments started being had, I it was one of those people. It's like, it's, it's not that hard. Like half, like, it's not that hard to make sure that more authors are female. Like most of the authors I was picking up were females. Not that hard to get a, you know, diverse author, authors of, you know, people of color out there, protagonists of color out there. Cause I was naturally drawn to that stuff. So, but you have to kind of pay attention sometimes to realize that mm-hmm. you're doing it or not doing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that was really, really cool. And just, being more involved with tracking my books and looking at what I'm reading and being part of the book community has also just opened up a lot of like it's opened up a lot of friendships it's opened up a lot of doors you know now I'm you know teaching English this year and I was teaching literacy last year so it's improved the way I'm able to look at my work life as well. So, and I've, uh, just like you, Mare, I've been reading more and more every year. Last year was a record year for me. I, uh, yeah, I, I hit 120 last year. And I, wow. Yeah, and it was because last year we talked about, like, I wanted to focus on enjoying my reading more just mm-hmm. versus just reading things because I had to get through that challenge or just I had to increase my numbers. And when you enjoy your reading, you can just do more of it. So, yep. It's been a really interesting awesome. decade. Yeah, it's been fun. Yay. Yeah. Good. 120 is unreal. That is an unreal number. Congratulations. That is like, <laughs> but like, I, I. But you know what? 
<laughs> it also included stuff like graphic novels. Mm-hmm. It included mm-hmm. poetry. It included audiobooks, all of which, you know, I'm doing more of now than I've done in the past. Like, because I also do rereads via audiobook. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wasn't afraid to pick up um book of poetry when mary oliver yeah. showed up last year stuff like that yeah so you know it's cool stuff that is cool <laughs> yay yeah so what about you susan um so well like you ladies uh the books i read the kind of books i read has definitely diversified i I mean, Eclectic Readers definitely helped with that, right? Because that's the whole point of our book club was to read <laughs> lots of different mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Um, but I think that helped be more adventurous. It's like, oh, I liked this book that I usually don't read. Let's try this mm-hmm. other one, you know, in like the similar category. Um, what also helped was I lead a real life book, local real life book club here. And I'm, I always try to be really thoughtful with the books that I pick. And I try to pick not like, the popular book or like, Ooh, this book will be fun. It, I try to pick a book that will garner a conversation. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which is different. Right. And you might not like it, but you will have something to talk about. Um, and you have to kind of pick different things in order to get that kind of conversation going. Um, so I think that's kind of helped me broaden my horizons with that. Um, and since I work from home, uh, I get to read a lot of audiobooks. That's how I do my most of my reading now is while I'm working, um, stick on an audiobook, and I can just work and listen to a book. Um, on the weekends, it's harder since, you know, family time and all that. Uh, <laughs> what would we do without audiobooks? I know. <laughs> no, for real. It was, I think what I, this is like a pivotal moment is like I did kind of listen to audiobooks on and off way back when. But the time when I was like, oh, audiobooks can be like a super awesome thing when narrators matter is listening to Ready Player One, narrated by Will oh. Wheaton. And oh, yeah. I was I like, talking yeah, about that we talked about then. that. So yeah. good. And I was like, this is what audiobooks can sound like. <laughs> 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 and it has a quality of how people read the, their books is so much better now than it has been in the past. Um, mm-hmm. cause I feel like it's a lot of drone reading, um, with past audiobooks. but now they try to put in like feeling and emotion and characters and it just makes a big difference. So, Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and then, uh, one other thing uh, going back to family time is obviously having two kids has changed how I read, but also mm-hmm. in how I look at their books. Um, I've actually been more aware of Kidlet um, than I have. Like I'm really, I try to be really conscious of what they're reading and I try to pick really good books. Um, I mean, we always, we, we choose like silly stuff. Like we, we have the wonky donkey, like we have that <laughs> book in <Yeah>. our house. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I, I choose things like, um, I got Karamo Brown's new picture book about um, loving yourself. And I have a book called Be Kind, you know, um, just thoughtful books. And I just love that there's more diverse books in Kidlet. 
Um, definitely yeah. yeah you know there's yes. a lot there's a lot of focus on that right now which is yeah. really really cool it's super yeah. important because it hasn't been there like i can like we have a book called um oh my gosh i forget what it's called but it's basically the history about instant lemon <laughs> oh. yeah huh. and it's a, it's a kid book like and it's talking about kindness and being brave to do something that will help others and like keep trying even though you fail like it's a really good story <laughs> yeah that's true you know i don't track my daughter's books on my goodreads so i forgot about the you know the interesting topics Mm -hmm. there were and uh i've discovered in uh, kids books Mm -hmm. over the past few years yep so what we've actually learned just now is that Jeanette's more likely read 150 books this year right and not 120 (laughs) maybe more than that because i mean kids books are short they're short right (laughs) yeah no it might be even upwards towards 200 yeah well Catherine makes me reread stuff a lot that's true (laughs) it it might be a small number just a lot of times (laughs) Um, oh it's called the magic lemon that's what it's called. Magic rum. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, really good. <laughs> <laughs> the topics are really good. Like, because Catherine is into, like, a lot of, like, um, science-type books. Um, mm-hmm. A friend of the podcast, Michelle, gave her um, a science, like, the the nuclear physics for babies. Oh, or, yeah. Um, oh, those series are so or one great. Or one of the books in that series. I, it mm-hmm. might be now confusing two books. Um, but she gave her one of the books in the series, and, like, Catherine got super into them. So now, like, you know, Catherine's our little scientist. Yeah. Those, those books are well, so She is cute. a dinosaur. Yep. Yeah. So, top, <laughs> you know, kidlet topics are really, really... Mm-hmm. Um, they're great. They're really, really interesting right now. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Well, this has been a really good conversation, I think, looking backwards, you know, looking into the past. Now, let's look forward. Let's look into resolutions for 2020. (laughs) Uh, So the four of us were talking earlier about how maybe some of us didn't do so great on the resolutions we set for ourselves last year. Some of us did okay. Um, so we thought I see you that, raising your hand over there. You know, like this, Tara is raising her hand slowly. Me. This is talking about me. But this year we thought we would give the whole resolution thing a new twist. And we are blatantly stealing this idea of giving your friends a resolution from Mia Garcia's YA book, The Resolutions. <laughs> excellent. It's an excellent book. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, we thought it would be fun to give each other book-related resolutions or bookish resolutions, if you will. So we used a website to anonymously assign each of us a co-host to write bookish resolutions for, and we've kept them a secret until now. Until so this who, moment. Who wants to go first and give their person their resolutions? Don't all, right, all jump at once. I, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Okay, okay Jeanette. I'm, who, I'm who was the person you were given? So my uh, my resolution, my resolutioner, resolute person. I don't know. My yeah. resolute reader. Here we go. My resolute <laughs> reader is Meredith. <gasps> oh. oh. <laughs> okay, I need to prepare myself. Uh, your eyes just got really big. Do you think I'm going to be mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Meredith, you had expressed interest in working on your books and continuing to increase your um, diverse reading. Mm-hmm. And I actually went back and checked. I stalked your Goodreads. 
And I looked at your diverse reading, and you actually did a lot better than I think you think you did last year. Okay. Well, yeah. that's good. <laughs> yeah. So my resolution for you is schedule time weekly to work on your book, to write your book, because I know that you always say that you want to go back and edit. So you're going to schedule specific writing time. New words. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Schedule time weekly to write your book, and you're going to try to read at least 10 books over the course of the year from authors of different or diverse backgrounds, which is way under what you did last year. But I figured since you're going to be writing so much, I'll uh, set it's that true. at bar a it's little bit It's definitely going to eat into my reading time. But okay. Yes. <laughs> I feel good about that. Yes. I can and I do didn't, that, right? And I saw on your Instagram that you got a new planner and I'm like, this is perfect because I'm setting a scheduling goal. Yes. So write it down in your planner. You write yes. it down in your planner. It's scheduled that you're writing. Good job, awesome. Jeanette. That was a good, that, that was a good, good intro to this. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> I really, Thanks, really Jeanette. thought about it. I didn't want yeah. to scare you. <laughs> All right. Well, so since you gave me mine, I will now give the resolutions to the person I was given, which okay. was Tara. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's do this thing. Okay. So you did express interest in reading maybe more than just YA, right? Yes. So I am tasking you with reading at least two nonfiction books this year. And if we choose nonfiction for the podcast, it does not count. Darn it. You- oh. <laughs> I'm not giving you like, that I, <laughs> I was like, that's probably doable. We'll read at least one for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so two oh. nonfiction books and two nonfiction books for the, for the podcast. Yes. Okay. Oh, how clever. Okay. Then, <laughs> to close the loophole. I, I had to close that loophole because oh, we'd use it. <laughs> I mean, but, I would. Um, you also want to get into writing yourself, getting back into the swing of that. Yep. So um, this is actually for both of us, really. Ooh. Work through the Margaret Atwood's masterclass that yes. we just started. Uh, we, we got one of those like BOGO membership things to the masterclass nice. uh, website. And there's Margaret Atwood, there's Neil Gaiman, there's a few other writers. But nice. let's at least start with getting through Margaret Atwood's lessons. Yes. Okay? <laughs> Excellent. And then... I want you to at least attempt, because I know you are very busy with your travels, to get the first half of a novel written. Whatever that means, Ooh. word count-wise, is up to you. Like, okay. I'm not going to, like, you know, um, give it a shot. Okay. <laughs> get some words on the page. Words on page. Yeah. Words on page. I can do that. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> you got this, Tara. Okay. You got this. Okay. That's a lot. Okay, so... To wrap up, um, two nonfiction no, two nonfiction books. Um, mm-hmm. Finish the Margaret Atwood Masterclass, which we have a schedule for, and we, we're already behind, but I feel confident we can do that. <laughs> and we did do a schedule it, for this. It, it's only changed it, guys. <laughs> it, I, I know. I know. Um, and then get half of a novel written. Okay. Yeah. At least. And I will be your buddy on this, too, because I'm writing, too, because I've got words to get on the page as well. Mm-hmm. So true. And you have to schedule it weekly, so. So true. <laughs> All we right. We complain to each other. <laughs> well, since I was given mind, I will now bequeath my resolutions to my resolutioner. <laughs> uh, Susan. Woo! Hello. <laughs> 
Susan, to you, I gift. No. Um, <laughs> so you express interest in finishing series, reading more nonfiction. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I think you're going to do all that on your own. So I Ask concentrated me. on your last two. <laughs> Well, Which the series was... is still impossible. Like, I have yet to finish a series, I think. I reread a series, but I don't think I've done any ER series. <laughs> but you'll get to it if you want to. And I, and I do believe yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. I think if I had I don't a goal... think I should force you to read series. Like, I don't, I don't think that's, like, good reading <laughs> karma. I, don't, I feel like if you want it enough, you'll get, it, you'll get to it. Aw. Um, <laughs> Thanks for having so faith in me. <laughs> I have lots of faith in you. So here, here's what I've selected for you. Okay. you. You also said you wanted to read more graphic novels, which yes. I think, yes. So I, I'm going to give you that you need to read 10 graphic novels this year. And because I think, um, you know, I want to hear, actually, because I want to hear what you're doing more on this <laughs> in the podcast. Like, I want you to update us with this stuff. You have to make two bookish crafts. And I want to know what those are. I want to know how it's going. Um, I want to see pictures of them on our Instagram. <laughs> so I just thought that'd be really fun. So 10 graphic novels and two bookish crafts. Boom. Okay. I can do that. I'll, I'll, see, I'll see about the graphic novels. That one's a little harder. If you do a graphic novel series, you can knock out two and one. Ooh. We've got three coming. Well, we have three yep. now, which yeah. two and three are on hold or are waiting for me. I don't know where one went, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what happened? Um, Foreshadowing for yeah. the listeners. I have I no idea say, what we're I'm talking spoiling. about. I'm <laughs> Sorry, I'm burying the lead now. here. <laughs> um, but like, I found like, oh, I can read graphic novels. Well, my kids are around, but it's like, mm, they're going to look at the pictures and not all graphic novels are kid friendly. So that is true. Yeah. You know what this can be, Susan? So. Your graphic novels can be your book, your, your uh, car books. Uh, the kids are in the car with me. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Cause we're, okay. we're waiting to either pick up or drop off. So one of the kids are in the car with me at all times. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I was imagining you alone no, and waiting. No, no. Sometimes it's like I'm at a, an appointment and I'm waiting for my appointment. I'll be, I can read, but I'm usually in the car with one of them. Well, Susan, like I said, I believe in no, you. That's, you can do it. So that's a good goal. That's a good thing to strive for. I can do 10. Yeah. Goal, <laughs> you know, goals should be a little bit challenging. Yeah, exactly. Make you yeah. think a little. Exactly. Okay. Oh, so it's my turn. Um, so then Jeanette. <laughs> um. It's so I like your resolutions. They're like uh, I have like a two in one. Okay. And because you're such I'm a ready. huge reader, so I'm not going to give you like a set number of books to read because that's silly. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, the two that I found interesting was um, decreasing your TBR owned but unread stack. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. <laughs> and increasing your rereads reading for quality self-care. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I want you to try to take your TBR owned because especially the owned, it's what you want to read. I'm hoping. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, to read as much as you can from that stack to, but also increasing uh, just reading. You know what I mean? Like just to, for self-care, like 
this is the book that I want to read because I think I'm going to love it. Um, and, or like you heard that this book is supposed to be phenomenal. Like I want to read this because it sounds like it's going to be a really good book. Like there is no strings attached to any of these choices. So while you decrease your TBR, you're going to increase your self-care and joy of reading. <laughs> okay. So you want me reading from my owned but unreads, but for fun. Yes. So I can't, I can't make a, like a, can't no. make a mission out of it. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> but no book bingo, no book club. <laughs> oh, like oh. no, book no, bingo. no assigned reading. I mean, if it's like, oh, I'm going to love this, but no like strategy to be like, oh, okay. this is on my TBR and it's going to do book bingo. And like, it has to be just pure joy, self, like self care. Like okay. I am going to enjoy this. That is resolution. Okay. That's, that's hard. It, it is hard. <laughs> that requires a lot of thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is hard. I'm up, I'm up for it. Because, like, we're so used to kind of, like, trying to get in as much as we can or do these things and just focus on missions. And it's like, it is hard to breathe. Take a book and read it just for joy, just to read, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So there it is. Um, I'm there for it. You can do it. Yeah. Self-care is a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. It is. Yep. So we need more of that in our lives. We do. We do. And I'm excited um, to follow up with you guys. We talked about follow. We're going to follow up Mm -hmm. um, in every couple of months. So maybe about quarterly so that we can keep track of how we're doing with our resolutions. And you guys as listeners can keep track. Yeah. So keep us accountable. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We can do You're it. Ladies. All our accountability buddies. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. So, all right. Well, I loved chatting with you ladies. This has been fantastic. Um, and any show notes that will, uh, that we have links, books that we've talked about, uh, will be at eclecticreaders.fireside.fm slash 73. And where can people find you on the internet, ladies? Jeanette? I am on Goodreads and Litzy at J-M-T-R-I-V-E-R-A. That's J-M-T Rivera. And I'm on Twitter at Dr. Jeanette, D-R-J-E-A-N-N-E-T-T-E. And what about you, Tara? So I'm at Goodreads and Twitter at my name, Tara, T-A-R-A-N-E-W-M-A-N. And eventually I'm going to get around to actually putting stuff on my Instagram, which is at Novelly Newman. What about you, Mare? So you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Litzy, or Goodreads, all under Mare the Book Gal, M-E-R-E-T-H-E-B-O-O-K-G-A-L. Yay. And listeners can find me on Goodreads, Twitter, and Litzy under Rudy Kaicho. That's R-U-R-I underscore K-A-I-C-H-O-U. Make sure to describe in your favorite podcatcher so you never miss an episode, especially now that there's two a month. Yeah. (laughs) And please go ahead and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts so more listeners can find us and enjoy bookish discussions and chats. So we'll go ahead and see you later this month for our discussion of The Starless Sea by Erin Morgenstern. Happy reading. (laughs) Happy reading. Happy Happy reading. reading. Bye, guys.